Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Live from the heart of Atlanta, Georgia, and I guess beyond, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. i got to get better at hitting that post. Only Eric Von Hessler can nail it consistently Monday through Friday right here on WSB. But uh, don't worry, this is your final day. You're stuck with Jared, Yamamoto, and Tim Andrews. From the alternative studios. That's why we can't point out George Clark is behind the glass and why you can't see us on the super secret video chat. Well, we could point out for that George is around the corner, through a door, and behind some glass. How about that? Yes, <laughs> over the hills and through the woods to George Clark's house we go. Listen, Jared, this is the final weekend of 2022. It's upon us. It's the end of the year. And i got to tell you, tomorrow night's New Year's Eve. The peach drop is returning. CNN is going to be booze-free. And most of us will have resolutions that may or may not last more than one or two weeks, let alone the entire year. You know, i got to tell you, years and years ago, I made a resolution to never make New Year's resolutions. And it's the only resolution I've ever kept. Really? You're just against it altogether? You don't like having the mental reset that comes with the New Year's resolution? I get the mental reset, and it's not that I'm against it, because it's something that's helpful for uh, for a lot of people. But... I've never been able to keep them. You know, oh, I'm going to join a gym, and then I'm going to end up paying for one month and going, and then the rest of the year I'm going to forget to cancel it, so they're going to get free money for the rest of the year. Which and gyms happens. are not cheap right now. No, but they never have been, and that's something that people get locked into. Oh, I'll cancel it. And then, Jim, well, you have to come in and write a letter, and you can't do it over the phone. Okay, we get it, we get it, we get it. Um, and, and really, most of my adult life, especially post-40, uh, New Year's Eve is just boring. And prior to that... I was such a jerk so many times, I tried to forget it. So New Year's Eve for me these days is very calm, very relaxing, making sure the dogs don't freak out and wake up Gil uh, because people are shooting fireworks off all night. So you just like to just hang out at the house pretty much now. You hang just, out at the house, watch some TV, uh, maybe catch one of the networks. I, for the longest time, enjoyed watching Steve Harvey in his goofy coats. Yeah, that's the Fox one. That's, that's They do a good job over on Fox, in my Fox opinion. Fox Network. Yeah. Fox News is like, it's patriotic time oh, for yeah. America. For, for some reason, 2023 is going to be the year of uh, American patriotism. Well, yeah, it's it's the 4th of July Part 2 for them. Yes. Uh, but the, And nobody gets drunk on their channel. I The thing about CNN that bothers me the most is that CNN's live show usually with andy cohen and uh you know what's his name the illuminati guy oh uh anderson cooper anderson vanderbilt uh <laughs> well that's his name you know anderson cooper he's part of that big family you're yeah, right gloria vanderbilt family um you know i like watching them get drunk i loved watching andy cohen make him uncomfortable and you know as much as she's been I don't know, a polarizing figure for the last couple of years. I, I do enjoy watching uh, the, the, the... Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin, yeah. 
because she she's always funny and she makes them laugh. So I mean, it's a little levity on the on the final day and the that becomes the first day of the next year. So it's a lot of fun. So you're so. not going to go over to ABC at all and listen to Ryan Seacrest, what you know, get Andy Cohen got in big trouble last year for calling him boring. And right. now this, he is. this beef is going back up. But of course, Ryan Seacrest is now getting interviewed all over the place. Uh-huh. The Associated Press caught up with him. And now he's out there saying, you know, oh, there's mystery to our show as well, too, Tim. Live television is all about the unexpected. We all have unexpected moments unfold on live TV. And it's interesting. We don't know what's coming a lot on our show. Please. There's a whole show rundown that happens. You couldn't be more scripted than something that Disney owns. And by the way, Disney owns ABC. Yes, they do. And they own ESPN. And they They pretty much own everything. The big mouse. The big mouse runs everything. They should put ears on that ball that they drop so it would be more representative of who owns what. Seriously. Uh, But the uh, Ryan Seacrest, uh, you know... It's not my cup of tea as far as television goes, but he I do have to say he is a pretty good guy, and he's very charitable, and he's done a lot of good things right here in uh, his home state, which yeah. is uh, Georgia. He's done a lot for broadcasting, for kids, so we can pick on his, uh, his TV shows. It's so, unfortunate that his network executives are probably the ones that are making that show become more milk toast. What CNN was I, doing I with with the <laughs> drinking was was interesting, right? Yeah, it did yeah. make it it did make it fun. What Fox is doing with Steve Harvey having the interesting outfits and everything. Like I'll admit, like I'm somebody that doesn't typically get to watch these shows because I'm so You're out partying. Yeah, I'm out partying. I go out to you know clubs and stuff. This year it's gonna be different. We're doing a house party. Right. But usually I'm I'm out and about. I don't and I'll see the TV in the background and everyone gathers around it when the ball is actually dropping. But for the most part though, it's it's just kind of background noise, right? But for others, they really watch this and they Shut up, honey, I'm watching Steve Harvey. (laughs) Yeah, I need my minutes here. I need my Steve Harvey and my beer. (laughs) Steve Harvey is a funny guy and it's it's maybe not so much his jokes and stuff, but it's the way he reacts to other people that makes him so funny. If you ever watch him on Family Feud, his reactions, they're right up there with the the old school. You don't know who Richard Dawson was, but he was the first host of Family Feud. Wait, there was a uh, first Feud. host? Yes, he was the first host. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yes, there have been several. There was Louis Anderson, uh, the Steve Harvey. Uh, God, there, there was one guy. Ray Combs was his name. He was a comedian and a TV host and unfortunately uh, passed away, took his own life. Oh, wow. Well, so it's too many family feuds. It's it's safe to say that Steve Harvey took that show to the next level, though, right? Because, I mean, you see he 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 saved it from death. Yeah. I mean, there's means you you see clips all over social media and all over the Internet from family feud when you're like, why would anybody watch this show organically when it's live right but i catch the clips later on after yeah. they happen well you're not like me and sit and watch hours and hours of uh family feud clips on youtube <laughs> you're not living that's hey you know what tim you do live a unique lifestyle my friend my wife will come out of the room and and it'll be late she'll be up getting a drink of water and she'll see me watching uh, a 50 year old match game <laughs> compilation video on YouTube. So why are you watching that? It's it's you saw that. I go, yeah, but I was only five. I don't remember it. You just want to reflect and remember. I want to remember life. that this, smoky living room. This is one of the things that people should know about Tim Andrews is that he can recall. He could probably watch a movie or a show maybe once or twice, and he could recall probably eighty. 75 to 80% of all of the lines from that movie or show like that. And it's just, imp- I'm so envious, man, because I can't. Well, don't be. That means uh, you, you weren't sitting at home by yourself as a kid <laughs> re-watching films over and over again. I mean, that's, 
It used to be that nerds were nerds. Now everybody, oh, I love Star Wars. I'm a nerd. Oh, I love uh, the Avengers. I'm a nerd. No, like being a nerd back in the 70s and 80s meant you were a nerd. You feel like the uh, the term nerd has been taken, right? It's been taken. It's all from- been taken away from them. <laughs> now they call everybody incels because that's mean. Oh, yeah. 30 years from now, I'm an incel. I love Star Wars. Oh, I'm the one that likes that. I just hate that word, but I use it every, because I, I like to malign it. It's just like, you are now categorized as this. Oh, I know. It's 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 the language is always changing, always evolving. We talked earlier this week about how, you know, basically having, you know, uh, your your power or your stuff like that or having uh, uh, nads was is now Riz and stuff like that. And now incel has become a nerd like that. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous how the language changes like that. But I mean, the world keeps turning, right? It does keep turning. And no matter how hard you try to marginalize people or put them in a box that you've constructed, uh, once you get beyond social media, it just nobody cares. It doesn't really exist because there's something going on right now, and we'll get to it later in the show. We're going to be all over the place. It is the New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve Eve. But I do want to tell you this: there's this. You've ever heard of this Andrew Tate guy? Yes, I have. And he got. Oh, this he, story's well, crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy, and it's all over social media, especially Twitter. Well, he was a big influencer. Remember, oh, he, kind yeah. of had a, he kind of had a social media Ponzi scheme that got him in trouble. Right, but he's been fighting with uh, Greta Thunberg, yes. you know, uh, um, snippy you? longstocking, as I call her. Um, but once you're outside of that that world, I was thinking yesterday, you could walk, you could spend an entire day at Walmart asking people as they're going in and out, what do you think of the beef between Andrew Tate and Greta Thunberg? And I dare you to find... 1.1% of the people who know who the hell you're talking about. Nobody knows who they are yeah. outside of our world or the media world. But do you think, though, that that's because everyone's just become super segmented? No, like, I think it's because people don't live on social media like we do. That's true. So I, I hope, Tim, that you're for, for tomorrow evening when you're at home making sure the baby's calm and everyone's happy and everything like that, and uh, that, that you yourself are not scrolling, doom scrolling on social media or any of that stuff. You're, well, you're going to be safe, right? I'll be looking for fights and, and funny things that happen, so we'll have audio next week on the show when Eric returns on Tuesday. That's right. Uh, coming up today on the show, Down by Law with George Stein. We'll be talking with the DUI attorney who will have some potential advice for maybe some errant New Year's Eve partiers. Dog Talk, Hondo and Bill Caiaccio join us to talk about the Peach Bowl as the dogs take on Ohio State in their quest to win their second consecutive national championship. Sylvester Stallone, you don't see the quotes. Sylvester Stallone will be on later to talk about his hit show, Tulsa King, and share some of his New Year's Eve plans. Plus, end of your list, all sorts of fun stuff. And listen, we're looking for open mics today. Go to the WSB radio app, leave us an open mic, and here's the caveat. Boring New Year's Eve plans only. If you're like <laughs> me and you have boring plans, leave us an open mic and we might play them. 90s. Nice. Nice warm weekend after that frigid snap we had. I don't yeah. like that cold weather, dude. But at least we got that little dusting just after Christmas. I was, yeah, I was I happy. I didn't get to... any of that. You didn't get any of it? No. Man, so I, I guess my building in Midtown, I guess, just put just enough of a shadow where some of the cars had a little bit of uh-huh. a little bit of a dusting on top of them, a little bit of ice here and there. It was like, oh, look, there's a little winter wonderland about five yards wide and five yards You could just wide. stand there and pretend that you live in the north. <laughs> just look at the one little stretch of ice and, and, and dusting of snow. I was up there, and uh, God, when was it? It was two weeks ago, and... All of Western Massachusetts was covered with snow. It was beautiful. It was like a James Taylor song. 
Oh, just like that, huh? Yes, it was, actually. I was on the Massachusetts Turnpike, Mass Pike, driving west to New York State. And the whole thing was just beautiful. All the trees coated with snow. They had over a foot. I had to go to the bathroom, and I pulled off to get into This was in New York State. I had to go to the bathroom, and it was the first place I saw. It was like a Sunoco or something, and i jump out of I mean, it was. I had to go, and it was number one, so don't worry about it. Okay, thank you. Uh, there were no buildings around, and I didn't have any koozies. You'll have to refer to an older show for that. But So I get out of the car, <laughs> run up, bathroom out of order. And this is in the middle of no place, and there was a foot of snow on the ground, and I saw a shed. So... I said, well, all right, and I ran through the snow to behind the shed, and then, uh, you know, I, I left a, a present for whoever would come along next. Look at you. I had to go really bad. So what are you going to do in that instance? Yeah, I mean, you just got to go, right? I mean, I, I I think it's ridiculous when, number one, you're on those long— It was long, number one. I want to reiterate. Thank you. And uh -huh. when you're on those long road trips, and number one, the two, two things happen that are super annoying— you pull off at a rest stop or a gas station, and like you're saying, the restroom is locked off. Super annoying. It's like people are just coming through here just to take care of their business and be on their way. Right. Why would you do that? And then the other thing is when they force you to buy something in order to use their restroom. That is absolutely ridiculous. I would have done that. When that happens, that's happened to me before, and I go, I'm going to buy something. And it's a place where you needed a key. And I said, I'm going to buy something. So well, you have to buy something first. And my response to the person at the counter was, either I'm going to pee on your floor or I'm going to go to the bathroom. Good for you. And the guy gave me the key. You know, I would have been arrested, of course, for urinating on the floor. Micturating on the floor, and that probably wouldn't have been good. All right, we can get away from all this. It's disgusting. Nobody wants to hear about that on the last Pete Friday. Pete talk on of, the Von Hessler Doctrine. Uh, that's right. And it, but at least you didn't get into the fact that it's National Bacon Day. Oh. Usually you're all hashtag National Bacon Day. I've already got people tweeting, tweeting me I about it. I know you do. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Eric on this one. And, and it's not National Bacon Day. Only on social media. What about Facon? Bacon? Yeah. What about bacon? You know, it's a soy bacon. It tastes like bacon, but once you bite into it, it breaks your teeth. Yeah, we need to have that day very if you, soon. If you're not going to eat bacon, don't eat bacon. Why do you need fake bacon? Don't well, eat fake bacon. Because I want to feel like I'm like you when I'm eating the bacon. Yeah? Smug? Yeah, yeah just like Because I don't feel yeah. smug when I'm eating bacon. <laughs> I feel happy. Well, you don't you don't you just bite right into it in front of their face. Ah, no, look, but look. if you're eating fake bacon and, and telling people that you're eating fake bacon, you're being smug about it. <laughs> I'm eating fake bacon. Look at me. On New Year's Eve. Eve. What are some of the things that are going around or going on in Atlanta, not well, around? Well, start I know what's going around Atlanta. COVID. Oh, yeah. Bum, bum, bum. New variant. Bum, bum, bum. Feels like 2019 all over again. Here we go. We're starting all up again. I was going to say, the first thing that's starting up today, this is pretty interesting to me because this is right in my neck of the woods here in Midtown. Uh-huh. At 10 o'clock from 10 to noon over at Midtown High School, formerly Grady High School. Sure. The Ohio State Marching Band is going to be practicing getting ready for the Big Peach Bowl tomorrow. Oh, so you want everybody to go taunt them. <laughs> I think it'd be kind of funny to go taunt them. Obviously, don't harm them. Don't uh, We don't encourage violence here on WSB Radio. But it would be funny just to go out there like maybe like boo them a little bit. Have and an air give, horn. Give, give a, yeah, an air horn. Yeah. Try, try to throw them off their game a little bit because, man, if there's one thing about Ohio State— they are so prideful about their football and so damn prideful, prideful about their band. And it's just— Georgia's it, it, not? It becomes obnoxious. No, I, I would say Georgia is 
you know, they're they're a newer they're newer to this college football elite scene, right? Which is great. I, I think that hasn't Ohio State always been good? Ohio or are you talking State, about the new uh, order of things, the way they do the playoff system and stuff like that? I think that uh, first of all, Ohio State's always been in that top tier when yeah. it comes to schools. You know, you always think about Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson over the last ten years, right? Those are always your top three schools when it comes to it, but. I think UGA is just now, especially with winning the Natty last year, has now jumped into that top tier of schools, too. So now you have to consider them in that category. But Ohio State has always been up there. They're always contending for it because for the longest time, the conference they play in, the Big Ten, is not as competitive. But if you talk to Ohio State grads and Ohio State fans, they are so cocky about their team. Sure. And they are so you be? full of it when it comes to their band, too. <laughs> oh, the so, band, yeah. Well, so, so I think, you know, if you have the opportunity— off their game. From ten to noon, yeah, go throw the band off their game a little bit. You know, make sure they mess up a little bit during the Peach Bowl tomorrow. That would be hilarious. They're going to be at Midtown High School from ten to noon, and I believe, I mean, again, that's right by Piedmont Park. So all you have to do is just gather around well, the fence and get your air horns. You, you know, you don't, you might not need an, an air horn. Uh, our chief meteorologist Christina Edwards plays the tuba, so maybe she could just go sit out there. That would be fantastic. Yes, any any way to throw them off their games because if the band's off their game, the players might be off their game, and that gives UGA that much of a better chance to take care of business right here on your home with the dogs. Yeah, it's ninety-five-five WSB. Don't seriously, don't go mess with the band. I'm gonna tell you why. I live near <laughs> Tucker High School, and when they're out in the fall practicing, it's awesome. I just like to sit outside and listen to them play. I love that kind of music. The the drums, especially, they have a good drum with line. The smoke on the water. No, 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 they don't do that. They play. They play band music, and don't make fun of uh, smoke on the water. You know what it is? I just have traumatizing memories. I I did. I was in the band in middle school for, you play? for one year. I played the trumpet, mm-hmm. and I was terrible. I was the worst trumpet player ever. And the only song I ever mastered how to play was Smoke on the Water. And it's the simplest song. It was like two buttons, Tim. It was like, you know, because your trumpet's got the three buttons on top. And all you would do is just go, you go three, two, three, three, two, three, three. And that's 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 all it was. I played drums. I played drums in the marching band. Oh, did you really? Yeah, and, and concert band. Uh, but I enjoyed it, especially after I got a little older and I was able to play the drums instead of carrying, you know, 50-pound cymbals. Really? Yeah, or a bass drum strapped around you. This stuff was heavy, but I, I liked playing the drums. And the reason I ended up playing the drums is because my mother wouldn't spend any money for an instrument. I wanted to play the <laughs> trumpet. And, of course, she goes, you're getting drumsticks. And that's that's how I ended up playing the drums. How many years did you play them? Uh, well, from 5th grade to 11th. I got kicked out of band in 11th grade. You got kicked out? What'd you do? Well, I was me. <laughs> I got to find out more about this. Plus, we got a bunch of year-end lists. When we come back, it's Tim Andrews and Jared Yamamoto filling in for the Von Hessler Doctrine. This is for the doctor. My boring plan is to make a chili like I do every year for the bowl games. And some uh, nice sweet cornbread. And uh, just wait till my wife gets home because she'll be working all day. And uh, hopefully I won't fall asleep during that Georgia game. I hope they uh, you know, they kick ass and do what they need to do. And then uh, I, just like Tim Andrews, I will also be yelling at all my neighbors at about 12.30 telling them to stop with the fireworks. It's going to be great. And then a mimosa on Sunday. I think that's good enough.
That doesn't sound boring. That sounds like a wonderfully fun evening. Some might say that's boring. To me, that sounds like heaven. Making chili, the smell of that in your house, watching some great college football, sweet cornbread, uh, freaking out. Now, he said 1230. The fireworks in my neighborhood will go off until probably two or three in the morning. Good, as they should. You got to ring in 2023 correctly. You should go out till 3.30 in the morning, at least. 3.34 in the morning. Why not just do it all night long and continue with the fireworks until Tuesday? Until the sun rises. Yes, exactly. Make it fun. Uh, We got a couple more open mics talking about their boring New Year's Eve plans, which, again, everybody else likes to go to the clubs. Everybody else likes to... Everybody else. You mean people under 30. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I'm 33. Thank you. Everyone likes to go to clubs. Everyone likes to go to... Uh, house parties and stuff, but Tim, you know, you're at the age now where you're saying, hey, you know what, I I enjoy the I'm not boring. at that age now. I've been at that age. <laughs> but continue. So you enjoy just a laid-back, chill New Year's Eve, which, I, you know what, I, I'm not faulty for it. I think it's nice. You don't have to worry about all the moving pieces and everything. No, that way I can get up Sunday morning, New Year's Day, and watch my lovely wife on TV uh, doing the news. There you go. Uh, we got more open mics talking about what they would do for their boring New Year's Eve. Good morning and happy New Year's Eve Eve to all the doctrinaires. We will be watching the Bulldogs win over the Buckeyes and listening to some widespread panic from Nashville ringing in the New Year's. So I hope everyone has a great one and be careful out there. Amen. Widespread, huh? If I had my druthers... I'd be up in New York City at Madison Square Garden catching fish. They always do a great run. Oh, do they really? Oh, yeah, at Madison Square Garden. I saw them a couple years, well, uh, geez, it's 11 years now. I saw them do uh, the night before, so it was uh, December 30th, the show, and it was amazing. They do so much uh, fun stuff around this this time of year. I bet. I'm sure it's, I mean, anytime your favorite artist is playing on New Year's Eve, those are some of my favorite moments. Like, I saw Disclosure last year oh, on yeah. New Year's who? Eve, ringing into 2022. Who, who, it's, it's, who are they? It's a, it's a duo. It's a, it's a DJ duo. Oh, uh-huh, that and, sounds exciting. And they were amazing. They went on tour. I got a chance to see them three times last year. Aren't you and, lucky? And they were playing at the Georgia Freight Depot, and we that's how we rung in our New Year last year. The we, Freight Depot. Yeah, it was great in downtown. It was a wonderful, wonderful time, and I enjoyed it. That's uh, right up there with getting pay-per-view of the Grateful Dead live from uh, San Francisco. <laughs> In uh, the early 90s, when they were still around, when Jerry Garcia was still alive, which is something that we did. You would get pay-per-view, and you had to go to the cable company and get a little device that you connected to your TV so you could slide it over and watch it. Like a little uh, a little chip or something like that, right, yeah. to make it work. There are, so what are, what are some of the other things that are going on? Uh, I have uh, one other thing that's happening that's huge that would, needs to be brought up. I think this was brought up on Atlanta's Morning News uh, with Smiling Mark McKay this morning. Uh, 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, so tomorrow morning, the Peach Bowl Parade is going to happen. Tim. And where so, is that? So that's going to be in downtown. You're going to go from basically Baker Street, the Baker Street area, all the way over to State Farm Arena. So it's not like it's a super long route. So if you're if you're not the biggest fan of walking or anything like that, you know this no, is an easy. No, I don't like. This walking. is an easy parade to watch or an easy parade for you to go out there and celebrate your uh, your of uh, your Buckeyes, I guess, if you want to say go Buckeyes, but. More importantly, go out and support the dogs in this case. Now, something like this, are there a bunch of bands, or is it just the two college bands and the players? You know what? I'm not sure exactly who's involved in this, but I know that with this being such a big game, I'm sure other corporate sponsors are involved in it. And who knows? Maybe there'll be some floats involved with it involved as well, too. So I, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's the first time they've ever done 
a Peach Bowl parade, but I'll double check my uh, my research when I come when we come back. <laughs> okay, because you are the lead researcher of the show. Typically, yes, but today I'm in the uh, I'm in one of the big. We're sharing a chair together, so it's great. Yeah, we're sitting right next to each other. You know what? This so this is what makes us so comfortable, Tim. That's great, Jared. Uh, so you've been talking. What is this possum drop that you've been talking? About? Oh yes. So, so do people throw possums from a building until no, they hit the ground. No, no. So if you can't make it to the Peach Drop in Atlanta for New Year's Eve, again those festivities start at six o'clock and driving they go, and will be there. Driving and crying, Jermaine Dupree, just to name a few. That's going to be doing a collab. I, that would be awesome if they were doing a collab. In fact, we'll ask uh, Kevin Kenny, the uh, leads uh, leader of Driving and Crying, <laughs> on uh, whether or not they're. All right, tell me about the possum drop. But the possum drop is out in Tallapoosa, uh-huh. which is West Georgia. Okay, and they have a taxidermy. I believe I'm saying that taxidermy possum that just uh, they have a stuffed possum. A stuffed possum, yes, that goes. The taxidermist would stuff the possum. Yeah, that just uh, goes down as the new year goes on, much like the peach drops. This is the same thing. It's a possum drop. It so drops it's down. a big possum that was formerly alive, and now it's stuffed. I would presume I've, I've never been. Do they play little possum sounds as it goes down? <laughs> <laughs> I have a gigantic possum that lives in a hole in my yard. Do you really? Yeah, and now that I have a cat you know, that just wanders around the house, I put food out for it. And this guy is going to get even fatter because he comes. I caught him the other night stealing the cat food out of the dish. This guy is big, by the way. He's like a like a medium sized dog. I, I you know, he's a big dude. We have a name for him. We call him Big Fatty. <laughs> well, why don't you uh, you get you gonna set up some traps for him? No. Why would I do that? I don't like to kill animals. Well, but it's a possum. What, so we, they can hang it from a pole and drop him on New Year's Eve. That yeah. sounds great. You know what? You could you could bring the possum drop or the second possum drop to Tucker. That would be great. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, Tucker would love that. Okay, we'll get on that. <laughs> But this one, no, I mean, it's a it's a thing. People in West Georgia. It sounds like fun, actually. By, by all means. I mean, uh, there are, there's entertainment involved with it as well. I, I can't say, again, I went to college at University of West Georgia, UWG, and I never heard of this event until a couple of years ago. And now that it's back in full force, I mean, people in that region over in West Georgia really, really talk about this event. So I think it is a little ironic, mm-hmm. but I do think that people go out there and Wait, why and, is it enjoy. ironic? Well, because it's just, you know, instead of... Uh, Jumping on, like, you know, in North Carolina, you have an acorn that drops. Okay. In Georgia, you have a peach that drops. Times Square, you have the main ball drop, right? So for them to put a possum, they're kind of adding their own little cute twist to it. Yep. Dead so rodent I, drop. Yeah, a rodent drop. So I think that it's I think that it's cool that they've offered an alternative here in our state for those that are in the western portion. I think that's nice. Well, that, you're so positive about it. I love that. You have this positivity. You know, I'm Mr. Grumpy all the time, so I appreciate it. Sometimes so, it rubs off on me. So do you think, Do you think, Tim, that I, obviously you've mentioned your boring New Year's Eve plans. You said, nah, I'm just going to chill and make sure. Yeah, that- the guy making chili is going to have a more exciting New Year's Eve than I am. Really? Yeah. Do I'm not you, making anything. I might make some pork stuff. Do you think that your New Year's Eve is more exciting than these folks over here? We did get one more open mic from the WSB radio app. Listen to this one. About 20 of us senior citizens <laughs> above 70 years of age are gathering at a friend's house to have chicken and dumpling and play cards. No, that doesn't sound boring to me at all. That sounds like fun. My grandparents, I used to spend New Year's Eve at their house, uh, and they would have family over and friends, and they would play cards. And they had this little card game that they'd play with pennies. I forget the name of it, but they would play it, you know, and they would uh, go on and on and on for hours while the kids were out in the other room just eating snacks. My grandma would make me uh, fried chicken hearts. And gizzards, that was my favorite thing. Oh, man, that sounds 
great. Oh, dude, it's delicious. And <laughs> are then, you, do you are you like one of those people that likes pate and stuff like that? Like I don't like pate. No. Uh, okay, gosh, because it's liver. I don't like anything liver based because liver tastes horrible. But okay. I do like. Uh, you know, fried chicken hearts. Maybe not so much now. I thought it was cool that, that I was just eating some chicken hearts. Anyway, and then I would spend most of the night watching uh, a marathon of HBO's Young Comedian Show with Rodney Dangerfield, which they would show on New Year's Eve on HBO. And that's how, you know, you got introduced to people like Bob Saget, Sam Kinison, Roseanne Barr back in the day, all those great 80s comics. So, you know, that was exciting. That was how you, you got uh, exposed to all of those things. I mean, this just shows a little bit more into the depth of Tim Andrews there by what it, what it's honestly what's shaping you now as a person. I'm starting to get a better glimpse of who you are as a person. Yes, well, I'm always trying to improve myself. Oh, so always, always. You're saying that you had some, uh, you know, we, we, we do listicles on the show, or we occasionally, or we used to, and thankfully we don't have that awful uh, sounder, but you're saying you had some end-of-year lists. I do. and I'll, I'll Which is what people are clamoring for, as well, always. this is what, I mean... Everywhere you look, whether you're, again, a mainstream news person where you're ABC, NBC, CBS, uh-huh. or, you know, you like your Fox, your CNN. This is one thing that is consistent around this time of year, Tim Andrews, is that you're always going to get these year-end lists. And so I kind of wanted to start with one that was uh, super interesting to me in particular, and that is the the, five, the top 10 recession-proof jobs for 2023. So people going— looking for a new job? No, I wouldn't say so. I was just curious if—, if uh, Media and broadcasting was in there, which of course it's not. <laughs> as we're uh, as we're seeing all the disruptions uh, in our industry, uh, all over. The we country. need a telephone repairman and a newspaper delivery boy. Yes, exactly. We need all those uh, all those types of jobs. But I, what what I was really really surprised about was um, it, again some of the ones that just made complete sense were you know being a waiter, banker teacher, all of those made sense. But one of the things that I thought was really, really surprising about it was uh, a sales consultant, for example. I feel like a sales consultant would be someone that would easily be removable from a job. You know what I mean? I feel like that's somebody that if, if you're trying to cut the fat, right? Like that's somebody that so you would- So you're going to go down and tell our sales consultants? No, I love our sales consultants. I'm not saying for us. I'm just saying like, I thought that, that was interesting that in general, that that, was, um, that that was a safe job going into 2023. No. I guess not. No, according to this. Microbiologist. Safe job going into 2023, Tim Andrews. Microbiologist. Yes. Well, yeah, with all the uh, new variants coming along, you're going to need people to (laughs) be able to analyze those and and give you good advice. A marketing and business development director. That's awfully specific, but it's very safe, according to this list from CBS These sound like jobs that uh, if you have a degree in it, you're going to be all right. (laughs) (laughs) An installation technician. Not surprised about that one, but installing what? It can Anything. be just a tech. So, and like, you come over to my house and hang up my TV. Yeah, you you could have somebody like that. I know that at IKEA, for example, they call them task rabbits, which I like the task rabbit when you yeah have to the get task some... rabbits after the meatball. What do you mean? They'll come to your house and install that yeah, crap because you can't read yeah, the thing. If you can't, if you don't understand, which again, those directions in most cases have been translated from multiple languages over to English. Here's an idea: sell stuff that's already put together. <laughs> Well, how would you get it out of the store, though? What do you mean, how would you get it out of the store? If you need a desk, you just, you know, turn it sideways. <laughs> yeah, just shove they it in the car. They have big doors there. Throw it in the back of a truck and get it in your, You're worried more about getting it into your house. Yeah, that's what. It's so. exactly what it is, get, getting it into tight quarters and, yes. and making it work that way. So installation technicians are also very, very safe. And uh, dock workers, dock workers. So if you're uh, yeah, over there, <laughs> if you're on the A side, dock worker. Yeah. So if you're in Savannah, you're safe. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're unloading ships. <laughs> yeah, I guess we had so many issues earlier this year with all the ports and everything. Uh-huh. Remember, we had to uh, basically expand the Savannah port. We had to expand, I believe, the L- LA's port had to be expanded. Their hours had to be expanded to 24 hours. Right. So if you're uh, if you like working the sea, that's a good that's a good job for you in 2023. Oh, I'll see. I'm going to go apply right now. <laughs> For some reason, if I could see you as somebody that... A dock worker. Not necessarily a dock worker, but I could see you working ships for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, you can, huh? I can't. I think you're insane if you think I I would go anywhere near a boat. You don't strike me as somebody that gets seasick. I do get seasick. Do you really? You can't judge a person by uh, how they look. <laughs> I look like a seaman, right? I, don't know. I see you as a pirate, man. I see you as a... a so pirate, as a pirate looks at 40. <laughs> All right. If you have boring New Year's Eve plans, open mic. Go to the WSB radio app and leave them for us. We might play them. Uh, more lists? Oh, yeah. I got some more. Don't you worry. All right. I am so delighted to tell you that my mundane plans for New Year's Eve will include keeping my dog Sosa securely wrapped in a blanket since he is absolutely terrified of fireworks and there seem to be a bunch of those in the neighborhood and they've been warming up the last couple nights so how's that for exciting sounds exciting to me i'll be doing the same thing and he's right they have been warming up last night they were going off till about 12. <laughs> good i'm glad people are getting excited i'm about glad it. people are having fun yes and putting on shows that means tim that in your neighborhood if you were trying to avoid fireworks now you can't. You can just walk outside and see your neighbors put on their own fireworks show to ring in 2023 tomorrow evening. I like to look at them. I just don't like to hear a lot of barking. <laughs> and you will be hearing a ton of barking tonight. I, you know what? Think I about the animals. Those poor animals have to deal with loud explosions. They think it's World War III. They think they're in the middle of Ukraine. <laughs> and they're not. They're in uh, Georgia. They're not. Well, not the Georgia over there that also Russia likes to bomb. But I'm talking about they, they're, they think they're in a war zone. Yeah, they, they do. But it's, it's weird to me. So growing up, I had dogs as well too i never had dogs that freaked out during for fireworks like that so it's 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 a new we well, can't hear a sparkler true but i mean i would always go across the border and get fireworks and bring them back so uh-huh. growing up that I did, big red building as soon as you cross into south oh, carolina yeah, on 81. Yeah, I, think, I think it's shelton's fireworks yeah right? yeah, yeah, yeah on that, uh, both sides of, of 81 as you're going into north carolina but now they're legal everywhere pretty much so. right so it's it's easy to get them but i remember we would go and smuggle fireworks in and we would have a great time lighting them off but we never had issues with our pets doing it so for me, when I hear so many people mentioning it, I, I didn't realize how big of a big of a thing it is. I, I really didn't, just because I grew I grew up having. You also don't live in the suburbs, so if you lived right now in the suburbs, you would hear it. You would hear the fireworks, and you hear the woo. Not to mention the uh, coyotes and the fox that foxes that live behind us. Hey, are we going to break? We are. We are going to break. Hey, coming up, and by the way, George Clark, more fish, please. Uh, coming up when we come back, Sylvester Stallone on WSB. Should be fun. Little fish for you. You like fish, Jared? I do. You like salmon, halibut, attic? I'm more of a tilapia kind of guy. You like garbage fish, then, is what you're saying. Uh, tilapia is delicious. Tilapia is disgusting. What it's- about orange roughy? Orange roughy, not so bad. Sea bass <laughs> is my favorite, though. Chilean sea bass. Some flounder. Yeah. <laughs> Grouper. Just kind of riffing because I was expecting to hear Eye of the Tiger. Hey, you know what? It's all good. That's okay because we have a guest on the phone and I'm a little nervous because I've never spoken to him before in real life. Really? No. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sylvester Stallone.
Yeah, you know, how you doing, eh? It's good to be here, you know. Yeah, listen. Uh, it's good good to be anywhere at this time, you know what I'm saying? Well, thank you for getting up so early. I imagine for you it's like 7 a.m. or something crazy like that. I don't know. I'm not good with the time zones. I don't I don't know time. I don't, <laughs> I don't know time. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you're doing a great job. Listen, hey, you got up early for us. Congratulations on the success of your new series, Tulsa King, which is wrapping up on the Paramount Network. I believe you have a second season coming. So, wow, can you believe that? You got, at your age, a television show? Uh, thank you very much. You know, and and uh, you know, at this at, at this time in my life, I'm glad I can do much anything. Um, I'm just happy to be around and doing things like that. Uh, I thought I'd be, you know, I, I maybe a zookeeper or something at this point. You know, taking care of the the walruses. Yeah, boo. Uh, what do walruses say? I don't know. <laughs> So you can work at a zoo and, and uh, maybe a marine park uh, doing the old Rocky thing. Do you have any more Rocky or Rambo tales to tell, do you think, or are you done with that? Uh, you know, I, I think that with uh, Rocky doing the, with the Creed coming, you know, they, they got the boy doing the Creed, and uh, I think that uh, maybe there's more to stay there. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to people who, who then talk to other people. And then maybe they'll get back to me. I don't know. Yeah, I've, but, heard, uh, I've heard that it's rough for you out there because, you know, you came up with the idea for Creed and then they just kind of took it from you. You know, that's how things happen around here sometimes, you know, and I try to do everything I can. Um, but, you know, it's not like I can, you know, put it in a vault once I say it. It's out there and people take it and and make more sense of it than I do. You, know you just got to watch out. You still know who to trust, right? I mean, there's a lot of people out there that are just backstabbers. Isn't that right, Sylvester? They're, they're backstabbers. They're frontstabbers. Uh, they're stabby stabbers. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, Sly, uh, Jared doesn't know, but they, they smile to your face, but all the time they try to take your place. They're the backstabbers. <laughs> and and they drew first blood. That's all I know. Oh, yes, they did. He doesn't. He doesn't get that either. Jared's never seen the first Rambo. So one of the reasons we brought you on the show primarily is I want to know that a guy that's successful, a longtime Oscar-winning uh, actor. He didn't win an act an Oscar for acting, of course. Jared, he won it for writing Rocky, and uh, the original, the where he was. I did, to, yeah, yeah, I did. Did you still have that? Do you have it on your mantle? I I have it. I'm not sure where it is right now. Um, last time I saw it, it was, um, in the house. <laughs> uh, my, my wife moves it a lot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, did she move it to like to clean around it or something like that? Or what, why, why would she move that? <laughs> well, my, my wife doesn't clean much anymore. Yeah, she, clean, she cleans out my bank account. That's about how <laughs> she cleans out right now. Yeah, Jared, it's Sylvester Stallone. He has a cleaning person. I, I, hey, listen. I, and, I, and unlike uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's not, you know, procreating with his cleaning person. No, <laughs> no. His name's Juan. <laughs> yeah, same. <I> <laughs> Juan can't have children. As, hey, we're almost in 2023. Everybody can uh, can love who uh, they want to <laughs> Well, love is love, right, Sly? Love is love. Yeah, well, you love the one you're with. Right. Unless his name's Juan. I don't. I don't like Juan. You appreciate Juan, <laughs> but you're not in love with Juan. Juan on Juan. Juan, Juan doesn't do windows. That's the thing. I no, that's okay. That's not in his job description. But Sly, what what is a typical New Year's Eve like for Sylvester Stallone, uh, big famous Hollywood actor? Do you go out to parties? Do you stay at home? What do you do? 
Well, you know, I never understood the whole watching the ball drop. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I had that problem. Luckily, they have surgery to fix that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, I almost flushed one once. And it's just, <laughs> it, it's, I don't understand. You know, gravity, it's a thing it I is. heard. Um, and it takes, you know, makes things drop. And it, it's, I don't know. I, it confuses me. <laughs> well, you've, you've never, you don't remember like in the 70s and 80s watching Dick Clark. What were you doing in the 70s and 80s? Your Studio 54 party in you. I don't, re- yeah, I don't remember the, the 70s and the 80s much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's you... like one thin white line. <laughs> <laughs> and it all went up your nose. Now, now Sly, would you prefer... Would you prefer the ball to go up? Is that what would that be better instead of having a peach drop, have a peach up or a ball up? Would you like that? Instead? Oh, I think that makes more sense. You know, here comes the new year, right there. Here it comes up, and we're all ready to go. Jared, I think that them being in the mid, the ball being in the middle, would probably be the best thing. You don't want it too far up there, okay. like when you're cold or swimming, and you don't want it too far down there when you're like ninety. Certainly, yes. Yeah, yeah, doing one of those polar plunges really does a number on that, too. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're fit still, so I imagine you still work out, and getting into that ice bath probably helps those aching old muscles. It, it does. It, you know, um, I, when, I was, when I did Copland, I had to you know, gain a lot of weight, and it really messed with my head. Yeah, Cop- uh, but uh, Copland should have been your Oscar. That should have been your acting Oscar because you were so good in that film. It was such a downplayed role. You weren't. Well, thank you very much. You yeah, know? Yeah. You're a good actor. But, I know a lot of people. Oh, he just those action movies. No, no, no. Sylvester Stallone, good actor. Right, and I, I like you know, like I take care of my 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 temple, <clears throat> which is yeah. People, I I call it my body. Some people call it temple. <laughs> Some people call it Frank. <laughs> I don't know. Frank, like your brother, he just calls it Frank. He just calls it Frank, yes, exactly. So uh, we we don't have a lot of time. I want to get to this. I, I do a lot of impressions and voices normally, not when I'm hosting, but when, I, when I'm on the show, you know, I do politicians, actors, things like that. I have never been able to master a Sylvester Stallone impression, so I wanted to know from the master himself, uh, what is the... What is the key? Oh, there's your wife. What is the key to doing a Sylvester Stallone impression? Uh, the key <clears throat> to me, the key to, to doing so, uh, uh, my kind of, of of impression, first off, is have a really bad cold. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you have a really bad cold, then, you know, you're stuffed up and you're kind of woozy. Woozy. Um, but then, you know, saying things like, uh, absolutely. You say uh, absolutely the right way. Let's hear, that's let's hear it, Jerry. Yeah, say say absolutely the way he was coaching. Uh, absolutely. No, 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 you're not. You, absolutely. You got a T in there. I know there's a T in there somewhere, but I don't say it. I go, absolutely. 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 There you go. You got it. Once you got that, and people ask you any question, you say, absolutely. They go, oh, slice says, okay. Seems to work for me. I like this coaching here. Absolutely. You know, I got to do the old. You got to do the old Stallone from like Rocky. Well, that's how winning's done. Was that? <laughs> is, is Juan out there cleaning the windows? <laughs> hey, Juan. No, no. Yeah, well, you, so, okay. He works off. He's totally leave him alone. Oh, He's yeah. totally leave him alone. Uh, <laughs> hey, yo, Buckus. 
That was the name of his dog in Rocky. By the way, we are not really speaking with Sylvester Stallone. We are speaking with Mark Schrankel from a television show that's in its second season on TLC. It's called I Am Shauna Ray. Mark, welcome, and thank you for being on today with us. Why, thank you very much. Thank you. Now, Jared, uh, the show is on its second season on TLC. Must be fireworks going off. Yeah, there's dogs. We got Juan in the background. We got everything going on here. So how? I'm surrounded by a, a menagerie of animals. <laughs> None of them are mine. I don't know. <laughs> Mark, do you guys have big New Year's Eve plans for uh, for the family? Or you, you're close to New York. Are you going to be in uh, Times Square? <laughs> not at all. Okay. <laughs> oh man, you're not gonna wear the diaper and get yourself all positioned right front and center for the for the ball up. <laughs> I wear a diaper anyhow, so you know <laughs> I guess it's always New Year's for me. Well it's in the family. I wear it too. Mark and I are cousins, by the way. You can uh, hear the full interview that I did with Mark on uh, on the uh, popcast on the on your uh, favorite podcast catcher. Mark, thank you for joining us and, and that was a great Stallone. We really appreciate it and happy new year, man. It's my pleasure. Happy New Year to you guys, and uh, let's hope the ball drops right. That's right, not down in the toilet. Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, you can't flush those things. It hurts. I know. Sorry. I mean, I mean, come on, Jared. Pets are really, really coddled these days. Grow up, pets. Grow up, pets. <laughs> Suck they it are. up. They're just constant explosions that you have no idea about, that you never hear. So just shut up. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just getting down with some fish here. <laughs> I see you bobbing your head, getting all ready to go. We've got open micers saying they're going to be watching the same set that you saw a couple of years ago, too. Not not tonight. They usually live stream. They call it doing couch tours. So oh, is that going to watch it tonight. Yeah. Oh, very and tomorrow cool. night and the next night. Look at you, man. You got your whole weekend set. You've never done couch tour? I have. I remember during the pandemic they would have uh instead of coachella they called it couchella couchella okay. and so you would you would watch the artists all play and uh it was fun it was it was you would get drunk on the couch and just watch it and enjoy it as much as you could but it's, it was it wasn't the same as actually being there it's funny how you say during the pandemic because really the pandemic is still going on if you're watching the news you're seeing stories every day about how China stopped their zero COVID policy, and now they're letting their people travel. And the United States is the only country that is asking for tests right. if you're flying in from China. Europe, Italy, they're not. Where Italy, remember at the beginning in 2020 when Italy and Iran were just destroyed? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they were, were hit the hardest. Yeah, they have uh, they they have a significantly older population. Well, not anymore. And that, that got really, really hit hard by COVID. And I believe China once... We find out more and more information. Again, you can't really trust the information we're getting out of there now. But once we continue to get more and more information, they have an older population that's going to be hit really, really hard as well, too, from a lot of analytics. A lot of analysts. Oh, are we saying better get him some of the, the Pfizer juice. Oh, yeah, the Pfizer juice. <laughs> You're going to get us the blue label on our podcast. What blue later. label? The dreaded oh, get the facts oh, COVID nineteen. Okay. No, no, no. But you, you're hearing an awful lot about it, and I remember, you know, going way back three years ago now, right? Three years ago, 2019, I guess. Oh, yeah. That uh, that I was just sitting and seething and and anxious and worried. I was seeing all these videos on these websites I go to uh, of you know people spasming and falling down in the streets and stuff. That was all propaganda, of course, but. At the time, we didn't know, and I knew that it was coming. But this time, I think that with with our country, doing the testing is probably a smart thing to do. 
but we we've learned to deal with it. We didn't go with the zero COVID policy, so uh, I'm I'm less anxious. I just hope that we don't get locked down again or have to do all that stuff. Yeah, especially with reports of a new variant coming our way. I feel like we've had those reports every year. You remember when uh, Biden was running in 2020? It's gonna be a dark winter, yes. and that never materialized. No, it didn't, and it didn't last year. So we'll we'll just have to see. Yeah, um, I mean, this it's just one of those things where it's a part of our lives now. We have to get used to it. And unfortunately, during this time of year, more people are inside more right. than ever. And you're around family members. You're around people that you're not normally exposed to. And that's how illness spreads. It's yeah. just as simple as that. I don't want to come across like I'm like wagging my finger in your face like this is how it should be. But that's the reality. I mean, people typically get sick around this time of year because you're inside more. That's well, what yeah, happens. That's, and that's been the case for generations and generations. Right, right. And colds, flus, and respiratory it, illnesses, and things like that. And the more and more that we get to a place where we understand that, then mm-hmm. I think the more and more we can progress and build as a country and move on from yeah. from this. I just think that it's silly that we're still well, hope, talking about this stuff now. I hope Sylvester Stallone doesn't get it, but it doesn't I, sound like he's going out this weekend. Hey, he, he sounds like he's got himself a uh, a very, very full weekend watching the ball go up instead of go, yes, go down. You know, that New York thing, you know, I told you that, that one year that I went to see Fish yeah. close to New Year's Eve, they had it shut down. They had that part of town completely shut Time down. Times Square. Just yeah, but it was, yeah, it was the 30th. And uh, it wasn't the 31st yet. And that whole thing, because they have to take so many days to get that prepared. And eventually, you know, they got to, back in the old days, I'm sure they had to round up all the uh, sex workers and shut down all the all the uh, video booths and things like that. Because that's what Times Square was. You, Your generation doesn't know Times Square like that. The first time I went to Times Square was in 1989, and all of it was just trashy. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had all the businesses and things like that, but it was porn shops, and and uh, it was just crazy. In Times Square. But this was before Giuliani. Giuliani came in as mayor, cleaned it all up, disney it, made it uh, palatable to businesses, and that's why it, it is what it is today. Commercialized, a tourist attraction, generally safe. Yeah, I mean, aside from the, I mean, the last couple of times I've been through there, I always enjoyed. It's it's a, iconic when you're going to New York. You should definitely try to go to Times Square if you haven't had a chance to go. But one of the things I got that mugged was, in that 1989. Was, did you really you got yeah. mugged? No, no, it wasn't 89. It was later than that. It was uh, like two years later. Yeah, mugged. Like just, I just took money right out of my hand, wallet. Really? Gone, yeah. Okay, wow. I did, I did not realize it was that And you bad. couldn't do anything about it. I mean, no, because, I mean, you're, you're probably surrounded by a bunch of people. So what, what, what are you going to do? Right, nothing. Yeah, you can't do anything about it, which that that's crazy to think about. Because the last couple of times I've been down there, for example, the only thing that I found annoying was people dressed as Superman, Batman, always asking for pictures and <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, pay them. Exactly. That's what they're trying to do. It's it's a freaking scheme that they're pulling there. They well, want you to take pictures with them and their costumes are dirty. They look terrible. And it's like, oh, please, for the love of God, I don't need this now. Naked uh, Cowboy will let you do it for free, but you got to pat his butt. It's true. Hey, you know what? They had their grievance day the other day and he said that he was happy to get rid of 2022 and jump into 2023. Aren't we all? Hey, more with the Von Essler Doctor on WSB. You guys had me smiling ear to ear believing that was really Sylvester Stallone. I love Rocky, I love Rambo, I love most of his movies. Anyway, the dude nails it, I'll give it to him. And also, I just moved about 15 minutes away from Tallapoosa, Georgia, and I'm definitely taking my family to see the possum drop. I think it'll be pretty cool. You guys have a happy new year, keep it going. It's 10, 16, 60 degrees. Out.
Happy New Year. See, somebody liked it, Jared. I liked it, too. I don't know, know why you did. keep assuming that I didn't like it. I thought uh, Mark did an amazing job playing Sylvester Stallone. And if you want to listen back to it, the good news, Tim, is that this show here will be available as a podcast and all of your favorite podcast providers. Just look for the Von Hessler Doctrine. Yeah, George Clark will be putting that out later today. <laughs> yes, he will be. He'll, be. he'll be working. everybody about George Clark, who's doing a very good job manning the uh, control room. We can't see him, and, and I don't like that because we can't see him. That's why you, usually he's uh, just through the glass, the man behind the glass, right? Uh-huh. But, but today he's the man down the hallway, through a door, and through the glass, and that's uh, where George Clark is. Thanks again to Mark Schrankel from TLC's I Am Sean Array. He is a very good impressionist. That was a very good Stallone. Now let's do this. It's time to go down by law with George Stein. Well, George Stein, you made it in here. It's a mid-holiday week. It's the last Friday of 2022. And uh, New Year's Eve is uh, probably a good night of business for you. That's true. Yes. Uh, it's great to be here. I wish you guys a happy new year and a prosperous 2023. And yeah, <laughs> you're right. It is the season for... Uh, uh, police encounters and roadblocks and, and merriment and uh, yes and all that kind of good can you just let me go home i only live about three miles from here <laughs> sorry sir you're in the system now <laughs> now the interesting thing about this george is so i don't think as long as i've known you you've known tim and eric a lot longer than i've known you but i'm i'm, I'm curious what advice you would give people that are out and about this weekend obviously here on WSB Radio, here on the Von Hessler Doctrine, we are not here to encourage any drinking and driving or any inebriated driving of any kind this weekend. Make sure that you Uber, find a ride, get somebody to get you to and from where you need to be safe and sound. But if, in the event, you get behind the wheel, it's uh, either before your festivities, before the ball drops, or after the ball drops, what do you, George Stein, recommend for people to do? Because I'm sure you get a ton of calls uh, this Monday, you'll probably get a ton of calls, right? Yeah, well, that's true. And, you know, uh, listen, uh, it really it depends on each individual circumstance. So I'll, I'll give you a couple different options. But let me just say this. Uh, it's not illegal in Georgia to drink a reasonable amount of alcohol and then drive a car. It only becomes illegal when you then become impaired or what they call less safe, a less safe driver. Gotcha. Okay? So that's how that works. So. You know, the best policy is not to drink or drive or to, you know, plan your outing or try to get an Uber. 100%, yeah. You know, I mean, good luck on Uber or Lyft or on live New in Year's Woods- Eve. Or live in Woodstock. I think you were telling yesterday, Jared, that Woodstock's police will give you a ride home. They will give you a free ride home. Just make it? sure you leave your, throw the joint in the garbage can. Yeah, well, that's you. if they don't arrest you. Yeah, they'll give you a ride home. <laughs> but not, that's not, that's not entrapment, right? They'll really give you a ride. If you're at a bar and you're like, hey, can I get well, a ride Well, that's true. Home? Before you start the engine, you know, and get in the car if you call and ask them they allegedly well what they don't advertise is how long it might take it might be a, a couple hour wait <laughs> and so <laughs> well they're busy doing other things i'm sure sure but they're not a taxi service generally speaking if you are stopped you know the police will always ask if you've consumed alcohol and you know if you say no they'll say that they smell the odor of alcohol on your breath and so then it becomes a sticky situation at that point in time and then the next critical question is is whether or not a citizen should take field sobriety tests, namely an eye test called the horizontal gaze nystagmus test or a walk a straight line test, heel to toe, or a balance on one leg test called a one leg stand, uh, which a lot of people... <laughs> I couldn't do that sober. Well, that's the worst thing you could say, and people do say that, Tim. 
Because that intimates that you're not sober. Uh -huh. so oh, I see. It's I see. best to say that I couldn't do those under any circumstances. Um, and, and the problem with fuel sobriety tests, many feel that they're designed for failure. Um, and as much as they're, they're, they're sort of difficult, or if you're, you know, if you're not in your 20s, like Jared, right? <laughs> no, Jared's 31. 33. Okay, well, you're on the cusp. You're, you're, you're blessed with youthful looks, okay? Uh, eventually, uh, I'm starting to get the grays a little bit, so I got I to watch That's because all that drinking he does. Right, right. But, but, but listen, not everybody can balance on one leg for 30 seconds and not put their, their foot down. Right. You know, and those are negative clues that they count against you. They're designed not, to fail. Yes, I mean, you know, to, to a degree, certainly. I mean, when you walk a straight line, if you look at those well-trained gymnasts that do the balance beam in the Olympics, you know, the first thing they do is they raise their arms up. Cause, uh, and the second thing they do is they look straight ahead. It's called point of reference. Yeah. And when the police ask you to do these tests, they tell you to put your arms down and look down at your feet. So I'm sure Jared is itching to ask, because we have a bunch of stories, of course, that Jared has put together. And we'll get to them in a, eventually. But I was in Massachusetts two weeks ago. And, of course, you know what's legal in Massachusetts is recreational Marijuana, do you get jealous of the DUI lawyers in Massachusetts who now have to have a, a broader uh, sample of people they represent? Because there's billboards everywhere. Driving stone is driving impaired. Don't do it. Well, yeah. L listen, uh, I'm not jealous because there's lots and lots of people, especially young people in Georgia, smoking pot and ignoring the law. Yes. And driving a car. And, you know, the general scientific community, when they take a blood test uh, or a urine test, when they measure it, the scientific community tends to agree that you're probably impaired if there's five or more nanograms of active THC in your system. So sometimes it becomes the battle of the blood test uh, to see if it's under five or over five or close to five. Or Do they have a test they can immediately do, or do you have to go to the, um, a medical place and get yeah, your yeah, blood you, drawn? You have to agree to take a blood test. Yeah. And if you say no, sometimes they'll get a warrant and force you to take one. Mm. So... So that, that okay. doesn't help. I mean, listen. I'm just curious. I mean, you know, uh, smoking marijuana and driving a car is not a good idea, first of all, because it's abundantly clear and obvious when you have done that because you, you smell like weed exactly. when you get stopped by the officer. And, you know, these guys weren't uh, born yesterday. No, man, it's still to eat. <laughs> Jared, you have some stories for George. Well, no, what I'm, what I saw, what I'm really curious about here again with everybody, and it's not the position of WSB Radio to be impaired behind the wheel. No, of course not. At all. Isn't that implied? Are here on the podcaster doctor? Well, you know, there's, the lawyers might come after us if we're right. not careful here. Sure. So if you get pulled over and it's two o'clock in the morning, what do you recommend you do, George? Sign. I'm just curious. Probably, if you think you're impaired or if you've drank too much, just to refuse, refuse, refuse. And you also, if you want to have the knowledge and the power to do and say the right thing and be an informed citizen, too, you probably need my driver's rights card that tells you what to do and what not to do. You can just get that by downloading it on georgestein.com. Okay, very good. So at least uh, we have some tips and some advice on what to do when you shouldn't be behind the wheel during those circumstances. But God forbid if you are. That's uh, some, some good advice there from George Stein. Uh, other news here, going to verifythis.com, Tim Andrews, one of your favorite uh, sites here. Oh, I'm always on you Verify love, This. You, always, you love this here. With the big Southwest fiasco that's happened this week, it is being brought up now that airlines are not required by law to pay for hotels and meals when your flight is canceled. It seems like legal... Uh, 
courts are starting to get involved. I know the uh, the Secretary of the Transportation, Pete I'm Buttigieg, on it. Pete Buttigieg is I'm getting involved it. in this. I'm what, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> what, what what are what are people? What what is the accountability for the airlines in this case? George well, Simon? well, there's two things we need to look at here. There's you know. By law, they're not accountable and they're not required. Okay, and they're they're controlled by the Department of Transportation and and Big Pete Buttigieg is kind of oversees that. So, <laughs> so yeah, and so when I'm not on paternal leave. Well, that's right. I mean, yeah, I think he's working this week, so we'll we'll see if he can help some of the strand citizens. From home, but but by policy, a lot of the airlines will do it. When I say by policy. There's something that when you travel with any particular individual airline, you have a, a contract. It's called a contract of carriage. That's just what it's legally called. Gotcha. And it's usually stated in there. And a lot of them do have um, exceptions to you know the rule where they don't have to pay, where they will, by policy, pay you. They'll give you a stipend for a hotel room, usually like 100 bucks. Uh, they'll give you certain things, uh, you know, for meals, uh, some vouchers. You know, listen, um, you're not going to be eating at Chops, okay, <laughs> or, or, or staying at the St. Saint- Regis. You know, it's not going to cover that. Okay, but at least Bones, though, right? You can eat at Bones, right? Yeah, well. <laughs> Why didn't every airline have sleeping pods at uh, airports? Maybe, maybe McDonald's. Yeah. But, but. Well, McDonald's is tasty. I have no objection to exactly. McDonald's. <laughs> 50 bucks to go a long way at McDonald's. That's right, especially in an emergency situation. So right. what you're saying, though, is in, in the case of Southwest here, yes. that there is going to be some minimum that they are going to give you regardless because of this carriage contract, right? Yes, and, they oh, will. Okay, that's good. At least, at least we know they're getting something out of it because everywhere that I keep reading, it's been, no, they're not required to do it. No, they don't have to do that because it makes me wonder if, for example, let's say Spirit had a big outage like this. I would imagine Spirit Airlines probably would not give you anything because that you're you, it, it's the consequence of buying a Spirit ticket. Their tickets are significantly cheaper than any of the big carriers, and they're not going to provide that. So I'm surprised that Southwest would provide this when their whole system went down. I mean, you have yeah. mad people everywhere about this. I mean, this lady, we played her a couple days ago. I mean, listen to this lady. I came to the airport, and I didn't even get a notification that was my flight was canceled. I was trying to check my bag, and then that's when the... Um, notification came up that my flight was canceled and they said no one's getting on a flight a southwest flight for four days and they said we can't help you go home wouldn't the marketplace take care of this because after this year people are going to go well you know southwest i'm never flying with them look at what they've done to their their customers look at how they've treated them look at all the flights they've canceled so you would think that the marketplace would take care of it. Now, the airline industry is heavily regulated. You know, you can't just open up an airline company and go, I'm going to fly you here and here and here. <laughs> yeah. But you would think that their business is irreparably harmed. You would think so, but don't forget, you know, Americans have short memories when it comes to these sorts of things. Tylenol. And also, um, Southwest, I suspect, will try to fix it by going cheap, cheap, cheap on the tickets moving forward. Or That'll change their name. S- seduce. Well, they're not going to change their name of Spirit. But yeah. No, <laughs> but remember Value Jet, they changed their name to AirTran before they went out of yeah, business. Yeah, I don't think so. Because, you know, up until this fiasco, which has been a bit reoccurring, they were a very popular airline, and, and yeah. a lot of people I've flown were them. loyal to them. Yeah, it's I mean, cheap I, enough, and, and you have to wait in that cattle line. I don't like that. To but, get on the yes. plane. Yeah, I don't like it either, but it's yeah. still, it's cheap. That's right, and that's what they're going to do. They're going to go super cheap and undercut the other airlines and, and try to regain their their loyal you know 
patrons. And overall, that might help the entire industry go cheaper because then the like massive airlines like Delta will have to lower their rates to compete. So to a certain extent, yes. So, but there will be some damage control, and there will be some people that won't fly them for a couple of years. So, if you've been stuck in an uh, airport for three or four days, your sacrifice has helped future consumers. <laughs> Look at yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure everyone's pleased to hear that. Though. That's reassuring. You, know, yes. you, you see now people with their hair sticking up, you know, not having had a shower in a couple days. Yes, I'm building this for the future, guys. <laughs> That was the first sale of marijuana in the great state of uh, New York. I believe it is legal there now for recreational use. Yeah, recreational marijuana was officially sold in New York State yesterday. Are you listening to that, Gold Dome? I know you're having a wonderful week, but uh, why don't we uh, get on the ball here in the great state of Georgia? Come on now. if, If New York can pass it... Georgia can freaking pass it, <laughs> yeah, which, right? <laughs> which is, I, I believe in us. I know we could do it down here in Georgia. Which, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, marijuana and the legality of it, we have George Stein with us, and uh, there has been a a case that's been, you know, obviously revolving around a little bit. I know that in the state of Georgia, you can buy marijuana oils, right, George Stein? Yes, you can. You can buy oils, but that's different than. Recreational marijuana. Oh, you can also buy Delta Eight at every gas station in the state. Right. So, well, which again is they're just able to change the strand I know, I know. just a little bit here. But there's a story out basically saying that the Georgia Court of Appeals is set to review Georgia's medical marijuana bid process. So, George, side, please help us out a little. Yeah. Well, where, well, where are we at? You know, listen. They they formed a, a special group. Um, the governor appointed them to to oversee and to take care of the, the bidding process and see which companies do it and are, are gonna get a bid to grow legal marijuana in Georgia and create the, the marijuana oil that's been, they've removed a lot of the THC, okay? Gotcha. Well, they removed they all of it, it's CBD, right? Right, But so they don't want you to have fun, but they, they, they wanna help children that are in need or people that need it medically, okay? And the list of people that need it medically, they're profound sorts of diseases like Parkinson's disease or epilepsy or epilepsy. You remember Nathan Deal had, a, I believe it was a granddaughter yeah. that needed it. And when he signed the bill, I remember how, you know, he was crying tears of joy because now finally she could get relief. Sure. Now there's other states like, you know, previously that were, it was only medically approved and not recreationally approved like California and some other places. You could just go to some psychologist <laughs> and say, well, I have a headache or I'm going through a divorce <laughs> and they write your prescription. Yeah. But in Georgia, it's a far cry from that. Anyway, Getting back to the story, they formed this, this board, a sort of board of, you know, over oversight committee. Board of weed. Board of weed. Yeah. Dank nut board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, and they heard all the company's pitches, and it's extremely lucrative, okay? okay. The, the reason I'm familiar with it, because I was keeping track of this, and I went to some of the meetings, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to, if it gets legalized here in Georgia, we mentioned the last segment, it's going to change your business 100%. Well, the there. overall problem with this, though, in, and it will remain for any state, whether it's recreation or medical, is that it's still federally prohibited, and it's a section something something right. controlled substance. It is, but Biden, I think, before the next election, will probably try to change that to try to win lots and lots of votes. Huh. All right, so, thanks, so. Joe. Smoking Joe. <laughs> so, so anyway, there's Long hit Biden. There's some alleged secrecy, and those who were awarded the bids, and some alleged favoritism, and some alleged cronyism sort of issues. 
Um, so that, legal or illegal, there's still shady people involved in the of marijuana course, industry. Of course, because when it's that lucrative, you know, there's people greasing people's palms, allegedly, of course. <laughs> uh, and so what, what's happened is the, the, the folks, the good folks that were super qualified, probably more qualified than some of the companies that were awarded the bids, uh, have taken it to the Georgia Appeals Court to say, look, um, let's throw out the whole process. Let's bring this above board so there's no secrecy let's review this and let's start all over again and have a new bidding process and this is why you know eric mentions many times on this show that he he's a he's a very hardcore libertarian i i myself i'm not necessarily libertarian i have some libertarian viewpoints but this is one of them where it should be a libertarian viewpoint it should be legalized and it should there shouldn't be this, you know, committee of, oh, you know, Tim's company's better than George Stein's company. So therefore, Tim, you know, he he gives us money and we like him. So he right. so he then gets to make uh make the cannabis oil and everything. It's it's, it's too ridiculous much to me that there's yeah, it's it's a lot. It's ridiculous that we have to go through all of these steps. No, I mean to, to make to the make oil. It. If I were growing it, I wouldn't make any oil out of it. I'd go, Oh, I'm gonna dry this and smoke it. Okay. See, exactly. Yeah, well. Uh, they, they're going to have cameras everywhere. So. Not in my basement, brah. They can't stop it from happening. George Stein, thank you so much for coming in. I hope you have a wonderful New Year's Eve and happy New Year to you. Tell people in case something bad happens this weekend, how can sure. people get in touch with you? Well, we've mastered the art of two things. Okay, so when it comes to the injury arena and accident cases, all we do are motorcycle accidents. That's it. Go to steelhorselaw.com. And, of course, if you have an unexpected encounter with the police this great New Year's or after the UGA game and you get arrested for a DUI, uh, I've been doing this for a very long time, go to georgestein.com. And remember, a friend with weed is a friend indeed. (laughs) Hour three of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins right now. Tim Andrews, Jared Yamamoto filling in. One hour left in our mini experiment this week and of course that music means that we are going to do a little dog talk as we welcome hondo who's plugging in his headphones right now and we'll get to i'm trying brother Uh, well understand we're not in our usual spot we're the alternative studio that's right all of our music is going to be the great alternative music you liked 40 years ago uh the (laughs) chick-fil-a peach bowl is new year's eve that is tomorrow night georgia the dogs take on ohio state at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So what are we in store for? Well, uh, that's a great question because both teams' defenses really got uh, torched last time out. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's no pleasant way to say it. Ohio State gave up, I forget, 45 to Michigan, something like that, and uh, five big plays that were like 70 yards or more by the Wolverines. A couple of them, uh, C.J. Stroud, their quarterback, who's a Heisman finalist, like Georgia's quarterback, Stetson Bennett, a Heisman finalist, C.J. Stroud under... He's been um, he's been the victim of you know the the Twitter verse right. couldn't beat Michigan in his two years and they were supposed to be so great and he threw a couple interceptions against Michigan but uh, both of those were tipped he's a terrific quarterback Stetson's a terrific quarterback both teams have good defenses it's going to be really interesting to see uh, and, and and I didn't even mention Georgia gave up thirty you know in more than five hundred yards to LSU in the SEC championship game so it's gonna be interesting to see what the two defenses are able to do i think to recalibrate so to speak how many years have they been doing the 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 playoff this is the eighth eighth year ohio state's been in five times i think this is the eighth i think 15 was the first year okay either 14 or 15 so this is either the eighth or the ninth ohio state uh this is their fifth 
Final Four and Georgia's third. Fifth Final Four, Georgia's third. And we won last year. Obviously, we won the Natty. Won the Natty. Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Is it you have to say Natty or can you just say the championship? (laughs) You can say whatever you like. Thank you, You Hondo. Thank you. You can call it a blowfish as long as you win, right? (laughs) (laughs) And we don't have to use this silly uh, big game because we are the home of the dogs. And I like that we're able to say that, right? I think we're able to say it anyway when you're describing it. You can't do it in a commercial atmosphere. Right, right. So you couldn't, you couldn't, you know, have a commercial for your burger joint and say, Come on down to Bill's Burger Joint and watch uh, the the, Peach Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have Chick fil A for you out back. Perfect. Perfect combination (laughs) there for everything. Now, I I am curious, Hondo. So you're obviously going to be up there in the press box doing the pregame show and then doing the postgame show, getting us all. Ready to go for the big game uh, for the big game tomorrow. Look, I did it there, Tim. Uh, for the you. Peach Bowl, it is tomorrow. a big game. It's <laughs> two <laughs> legacy programs: the second winningest program of all time, eleventh winningest program of all time. Yeah, it's a huge. It's only our second meeting ever. This is a huge match. This is only the second the, time they've ever played each other. Second time we be, we beat them in 1992 in the Citrus Bowl. Eric Zire, my broadcast partner, one of my best friends, was uh, the quarterback for Georgia, and Ohio State's quarterback was a kid named Kirk Herb Street. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, so man, the, the good old times right there. So. Yeah. What I'm really curious about, Hondo, you going into this, this environment, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, they've already said that they're expanding standing room, so they're going to have more standing room seats. That's a weird way of putting it. But there's going to be more standing room than ever before, and the capacity for Mercedes-Benz Stadium is going to be the largest it's ever been before. Yeah. Now, were you? did you cover the Super Bowl when it was here a couple of years ago? Were you there at that Super Bowl or no? I did not. I don't think I've been to a Super Bowl since 2000. Okay. So, the old dome. so this is going to be an electric atmosphere at Mercedes-Benz because you've got, I mean, Ohio State travels well. For us here in Georgia, it's right in our backyard, Atlanta. The biggest... It's going to be the biggest attendance at Mercedes-Benz ever. I mean, what what are the keys for Georgia to be able to take advantage of that crowd? And It is going to be a home game for Georgia, don't well, you think? Well, yeah, well, first of all, the stadium and the, and the setup. I thought one of the coolest things they've done is when they found out the rain wasn't coming, you know, they added a thousand more seats to the top of the the lotus that unfolds. Yeah. So that, Because the rain's not going to be there. They're unfold, and as it unfolds, seats will come out <laughs> over and you'll... No, you're not buying it, are you? But I was I, thinking we had a Transformer Stadium. <laughs> Someday I'll tell you about doing play-by-play for professional indoor soccer in Glens Falls, New York. It was the Atlanta-based team, Glens the Atlanta Falls. Attacks. And, I, and up in Glens Falls, which is in the Adirondacks. Home of Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Is that it? Yes. Very good. I'm glad to know that. And uh, anyway, things you learn on dog talk. I'm not going to go down that road right now, but I'll tell you over beers. Um, uh, yeah, it's a huge game. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. But yeah, again, it's you know, it's a national, it's the college football semifinal. It's going to be nuts. And yes, it will be a home game for Georgia. I would assume uh, the Ohio State people are trying to buy tickets like crazy. But because of the division of tickets, you know, a stadium that seats about seventy-two thousand. I think each team got eighteen thousand or so. So that leaves you another 36 that are floating out there that the Chick-fil-A bowl sells and blah, 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 blah. I don't know where they are. What go. does Georgia need to do to, to keep the game in hand and to, to win, do you think? Score more. Oh, oh, Hondo, don't do that. Come on, Hondo. Listen, no, I, I, I'm, I'm, here's what I think. is I'm uh, trying to be the sports talk guy. So what do you think is going to happen? What does is, what is Georgia ultimately have to do to keep that? Yeah, that? I, I, you know, obviously uh, turnovers is it's a cliche, but it's it's really telling in games like this where you have so much talent on both sides of the ball. 
if one team turns the ball over three times and the other one doesn't turn it over at all, you're usually going to see that make an enormous difference in the outcome of the game. I would take you back a few years of the last time Georgia lost at home when we played South Carolina in the rain. We lost to them. Will Muschamp's last season as head coach at South Carolina. He's now Georgia's defensive coordinator. But we lost to them, and they were a, a major underdog to the dogs. But we turned the ball over four times, and they turned it over zero times. And we still got them to overtime, and we lost. But that just showed you, you know, the difference there the turnovers can make because there was a vast talent difference. In this case, I don't think there's going to be that vast talent difference. So that's going to be a, a huge key. Another thing is being able to um, get C.J. Stroud off his mark. Uh, he's a terrific quarterback. He's a Heisman finalist, and and I liked what Roman Harper, you know, former Alabama safety and oh, yeah. New Orleans Saints safety, um, he said about Ohio State was, why even waste your time trying to run the ball? You can't run the ball against Georgia. And he said, just throw it all over the yard, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're definitely going to throw a lot. And I feel like looking at both rosters side by side, you look at Ohio State, they have a more veteran roster. Aside from Stetson, they have a more veteran roster than the Dogs. So do you think that, I mean, and obviously everyone's going to be feeling some nerves starting this game. But do you think that Ohio State starts the game at a little bit of an advantage because they're a little bit more veteran than we are? They're a little bit more seasoned. We have so many young guys that are starters on on both sides of the ball for Georgia that it, that it could, I mean, that atmosphere could, could get to their heads a little bit. I mean, what do you think, Honda? Yeah, I don't think that the 14th game of the season, you're really worried about that. Okay, good. So okay. confidence and curvy over there. Well, that may, well you know, you're well, 14 games wood. in. So. Yeah, 14 games. We've been chopping wood, and, and I think Hondo is right. I mean, they, you just out there every day, and, and, and they do have a guy that's a really good quarterback, and they got a lot of veterans on the team, but I've just got one, one play at a time. Yeah, thank you, Coach Smart. I appreciate you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Endorsing my opinion there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 14 games. You're, you're in. I mean, these guys have been playing. These guys have been beating the, the blood, sweat, tears, and snot out of each other and in the SEC for a, a whole year. It's not like... Oh no! It's a big game. They just won the SEC championship. True, for God's sake, in the True. same building. Now Georgia wins. What's the next? And when is the next game? And who do you think they're going to be facing? Well, I I think it's down to either Michigan or TCU. <laughs> well, I know that. I'm asking you to predict who's going to win. I know, y'all. I don't. I don't. You know, know. Hondo hates predictions. He I, hates know, them. I, I just, know. I just. I just. I like them. I think predictions are just so silly because, like, oh, why? Well, you know, people come back and they go, "I told you they were going to win by 14." Yeah. At the sure. end of the day, we're going to see how it all plays out. Yeah. Good. Your last, your last 47 picks, you were wrong, but you predicted that one by 14. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, two. Uh, I, I like Max Dugan. The the the. the TCU quarterback, and I like the coach, Sonny Dyke. Max Dugan is his name? Yeah, Duggan, yeah. Duggan, okay. Sorry, and, um, but I think Michigan... Uh, you were thinking of Jason Robards. I was thinking of Jason Robards. Um, I think of Jason Robards often. In well, fact. Max Dugan returns. Him and, yeah, I know. Yeah, I, no, I Jared it. doesn't, I though, it. and that's and why Chaucer, I thought it. I think yeah. Chaucer often also. <laughs> so, uh... Like Steen. Yeah, so uh, I forget the first part of the question because well, we who just, do you think is going just, to win the other game? And well, who you, I said Michigan. Yeah. I'll pick Michigan. Georgia, so Georgia, Michigan. If if Georgia, if that ends up being yeah, and is that be, a tougher game than Ohio State? No, I think they're both. They're both. They're you're they're the when you're at, the, the when you're at this level. You're at two and th- you're at number two and three, mm-hmm. and we're number one or two and four, and we're number one. And yeah. Ohio State's been number two like the whole season. The, the talent level is just there with yeah. all these teams. Uh, it's going to be exciting, though. Yeah, you know, Bob Knight, I remember covering, uh, it was funny because I remember uh, Indiana playing North Carolina at the Omni, and it was probably the, I don't think it was the, yeah, it was maybe the Sweet 16. 
And uh, North Carolina was highly ranked. They had uh, Michael Jordan on that team. And uh, Indiana upset them. If I'm getting this right, I think Indiana beat them. And uh, that was the Dan Dakich game when he stopped Michael Jordan. And um, afterwards, somebody said to Bob Knight, well, you know, you got a really tough seed here. He ended up having to play North Carolina here in an early round and all. And Bob Knight looked and went... I'm out to win the championship. If you're going to win the championship, you're going to have to beat good teams. You can beat them early or you can beat them <laughs> hey, man, late. I like Absolutely. that. Uh, Instead of sort of like, worrying about who you're going to play like that, you know what? Georgia's yeah. a pretty dang good team, too. You know what? So for anybody that doubts us out there, they're like, oh, I don't know if they can get through an Ohio State or, an, or a Michigan. You know what? Georgia, we, we're still national championships, dang it. We're going to go through We're going to take care of business these next couple of weeks. What man. a homer. I'm fired up. Jared, come on down. Do the show with us tomorrow. Really. I'd love to. <laughs> what time does pregame start? Uh, we go on the air at, let's see, Jeff Dantzler, Kevin Butler at 4 o'clock mm-hmm. with Dog Talk pregame. Then at 5 o'clock, it's Lauren Smith, yours truly, Eric Zire, DJ Shockley, and the voice of the dog, Scott Howard. We go on from 5 uh, until kickoff at 8.10. Mm-hmm. And I'll have halftime for you and postgame as well. So no peach drop for you. Uh, no, no peach drop. My peach drop will hopefully be uh, red and black confetti falling from the sky of uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. That'll be awesome. Uh, except that could mean them too, right? Because they're scarlet and white. Oh, don't do that, Honda. No, don't, no. don't, don't jinx us there. No. I, I am curious, real quick, with the music playing here, since you won't do a prediction, I'm going to go on and make my prediction. 35-28 dogs. I think it's going to be close. Offensive game. I think they're going to take care of business. Key to the game. Can you give a key to the game, Honda? Uh, Yeah. Turnovers. I, okay. I think that's the, yeah, the, that. ta- the talent is so e- equally matched. You know, when you look at the recruits and 47 four and five stars and 48 four and five stars and all that. Turnovers. Okay. Win the you, battle, you, win the game. You heard it from Hondo himself. Listen to his coverage tomorrow on right here on WSB. Starting at four o'clock, we'll cover you all way late into the new year. Thank you, Hondo. Thanks, guys. Hilarious. They entertain me in the morning. The whole team. They're great. The Von Hessler Doctrine. Sponsored by Hoffman Financial on 95.5 WSB. Just want to keep listening to fish. Getting into it, huh? I am getting into fish. Couch tour time for this old man who isn't making his way to Madison Square Garden for New Year's Eve run. But you can watch it streaming. Are you going to go to any fish shows in 2023? Anything on the books yet? No, nothing on the books. I, You know, it's... Not something you can just go, hey, honey, I'm going to leave you with uh, Gil for three days while I go uh, dance around at a fish show with oh a bunch of God. other hippies. You know what? If, if everybody needs a little time, right? Maybe mommy gets a little time later on in the year and you get a yeah, little time at the fish show. If they come to Atlanta, I'll definitely go. Yeah, I mean, should. that's much easier. But I like to travel and, and see them. You know, I like seeing them in New York State at SPAC, which is the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Big racetrack there. Horse racing. Uh, Hampton, I like seeing him there at the Coliseum. It's it's a lot of fun. You, you know? should. You're you're a big fan. You're a super fan of fish, and I think that if yeah, I know you don't like resolutions. We opened the show talking about how you don't like resolutions. No, the last I, resolution I made was to never make another one. Maybe, maybe if I could offer a resolution to you, sure. And in 2023, a suggestion. You go. <laughs> no, it's a resolution. The resolution to go. And fulfill your dreams and go see fish at your favorite venue. How about that? That would be awesome. And again, that would be SPAC. But I also like seeing them at uh, Alpharetta. Okay. All right. Fair I forget enough. the name of what bank or insurance company is. Oh, it used to be Verizon. You know, they they, they, they keep changing. I think it's Ameris Bank. Solaris or Ameris. I think it's or... Ameris Bank Amphitheater. Yeah. The Dolores. One Al- Dolores Al- Bank Amphitheater. Dolores right. would be a good name for a bank. It would be a good name.
At least it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows what a Solaris is. <laughs> I think it's a magical thing there, Tim. Hey, thanks to Hondo. Um, I'm looking forward to that game. So that's going to make my New Year's Eve less boring, watching that game. Yeah, it's going to be fun. And then just before that, he we touched briefly that TCU and Michigan are going to be playing, too, in the college football playoff. Winner of that game will obviously play the winner of Ohio State and Georgia, which you'll get a chance to hear right here on your Home of the Dogs, 95.5. WSB, our coverage starting at 4 o'clock, kickoff at 8 o'clock, which is going to be a, a ton of fun. Because, I mean, both Georgia and Ohio State show really, really high offensive power. They have the ability to score in bunches. It's inside. That makes a big deal. That's one thing I didn't get a chance to bring up with Hondo is that it seemed to me that the only games where Georgia struggled to score a lot of points this season were when it was super cold, it was rainy, and obviously the big overarching thing is, number one, they were outside. Yeah. Outside. They didn't score as much, but when they were inside, man, they they looked great this year. So it's uh, I think that it's going to be a fun, electric game, and I know that at the house party I'll be at, uh-huh. uh, we'll definitely have house it on party. in the background. Are Kid and Play going to be there? That's, yeah. When you say house party, that's all I think about is Kid and Play. Kid and play. Who's Kid and Play? Yeah, exactly. Google it. You don't know who Kid and Play <laughs> no, are? No, tell me. You haven't seen House Party or House Party 2? I have not. No, you, I didn't know. You I didn't were know a terrible millennial. I, I need to know about this. You've tell never me. heard enlighten of House Party. No, I'm not going to enlighten you. You're going to have to figure it out on your own. <laughs> Come on, Listen, Tim. it they're is. Making, they're making a new House Party. I know they are. See, Jared, it's look, your, your co-millennial knows. Thank you, George. Well, that's why George and I look out for each other. See, he's backing me up now. He, he, I don't speak for all millennials, but I do know a little bit about a lot. How about they that? just wanted to have a damn party, Jared. What was wrong with that? Dad wouldn't allow it. Haven't they had movies like this before? There's a lot of Netflix movies where it's always the college kids that are trying to throw on the no, party in the no, century no, no. and that this it doesn't work is, out. No, 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 no. Listen. Go home today, find house party, watch it. You have nothing else to do. But in the meantime, it is the Peach Bowl. But more importantly, this weekend is championship weekend for fantasy football players like myself. Oh, don't and you do that. Last, don't you do last that. Last night was uh, very telling how I'm going to end up. I'm in the championship game. And, uh, boy, I was so upset yesterday because not only I have two running backs that have been really good for me all season long. Well, some of them. One of them I got from Jared midseason. Uh, Derek, Thanks for that cash, D- Derek Henry. And Tony Pollard, uh, Tony Pollard being uh, the the second running back for the uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, Derrick Henry being the uh, the lead running back, of course, for the Tennessee Titans. Both of them benched last night, so I start off with no running backs. I have nothing. I'm going to this the, to the weekend just dead in the water after winning every single game up to now. So. Well, you you did have a loaded team, and sometimes karma is a b word, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So bitch. Yeah. that's the word. <laughs> The B word is bitch. Yeah, so and and that's what's happening to you now. I, I was happy that I was able to once once I got out of contention in the fantasy football league that you Tim Andrews and I am in. Uh, I was very happy to to uh, take my cash and give you Derrick Henry and Travis Kelsey. I, I can't like, believe Derrick Henry wasn't willing to sacrifice his hip uh, <laughs> for all the people who had him starting on their team all season long. What's What's so funny is watching coaches and professional athletes now, especially NFL players hop on during their press conferences after. I know that I saw with the Falcons this past weekend, people saying, you know what, I don't care about your damn fantasy team because people are concerned. They go after them on social media. Like, well, why didn't you get more points? Why did you well, drop course, that Drop that pass? But it's it's so silly. Of course, they can't get involved in that. They cannot get involved. They can't get involved in the betting. They can't get involved in any of that crap. But all that crap is what makes people love NFL so much because there's so much you can do surrounding the game itself. Yes, absolutely. Uh, When we come back, Tim, I'm going to talk about a little bit about the 
economic boost that's coming just because of the Peach Bowl being Ooh, in town. I can't wait. This is going to be fun. And also, there's this strange, unfounded spy camera accusation that UGA <laughs> is getting in trouble with Ohio State about. I'll tell you a little bit more details about that after news, weather, and traffic. Good morning, Jared and Tim. It's Paige. Happy almost new year. Hey, while y'all are in charge, can you go ahead and plan a live lounge for 2023? <laughs> we all want to see you guys. Have a great new year. Y'all are rocking it. It sounds great this week. Thank Bye. you, Paige. Whoops. Thank you, Paige. Didn't mean to step on you there at the end. Happy new year to you. Well, we should do a live lounge this year, but that's entirely up to Eric. It's, you know, what if we just put it on his calendar without him knowing? I don't know that he'd appreciate that. I think <laughs> people would like to know when they're expected to be at a live lounge, but I, I think we could probably put that together. I think so too. I think what we what, did one last year, right? We, or two? We did. Uh, we ended up going up to Legends Distillery. Yeah, we in, did. Yeah, we did those. But I thought we did one last year in the live lounge. I, we may have. You know what? It, it's all becoming a blur now. It's all becoming a blur. Yeah, you know what? Because this year is just there are some parts when you look back at at years, right? Like obviously. We're on New Year's Eve Eve now, right? And we're coming back, and it's amazing to me how the human brain works, right? Where sometimes you think about things, and it feels like it happened yesterday. Like I went to a ton of music festivals this year. Obviously, got married. Mm-hmm. That feels like that happened yesterday. But then there are things that happened earlier this year, like the beginning of the Ukraine war, which that feels like that was ages ago. That feels like that was like three years ago when that happened. And it's amazing how the mind tricks you to think about things like that. So. Going so back to your awesome point to, about, live, about live lounges, I, I can't remember if we did one last it, year. It, it's so great to be in your early 30s. Now, when you get to be my advanced age of 52 years old, things that happened in the late 80s and early 90s felt like they happened, oh, just a month ago. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding about that. I was thinking about a movie that I liked that came out in 1989. And to me, 1989, just because of the age I was then, you know, becoming an adult, getting out of high school, starting college. And oh, that's the year I was born, by the way, too. Yeah, I know. It makes you feel better. Yeah, no, it doesn't make me feel either way, better or worse. <laughs> it's just a thing, and it exists. But the, to me, those movies seem recent just because that's, you know, when I when I started being old enough to, to see things the way I see them now. So it's just different. Um, but yeah, 2022 went by really, really fast. I have to say that this fall went by fast. Christmas came up and went so quickly. <laughs> And, uh, you know, now it's New Year's Eve, Eve, but tomorrow's New Year's Eve. And then when we're back on Tuesday, it'll be a brand new year. Yeah, we'll be starting off the 2023 slate of the Von Hessler Doctrine. That should be a lot of fun. And the funny thing is, is that it just keeps happening for millennia after millennia. I mean, to say it, it sounds so trite. Well, it's a new year. but And it has <laughs> happened so many times. Uh, and for you, 30 sometimes, and for me, 50 sometimes. So, and for the people out there, I, I want everybody to be safe and have a happy new year. And, uh, thanking the people who, uh, who shared their mundane, I like that word, mundane New Year's Eve plans with us earlier on in the show. I thought that was pretty cool. I liked it too. A lot of people were talking about how they're protecting their pets and they're like, oh, you know, I just want to stay at home and play cards and make chili and protect my pets and watch the dogs. Yeah. Put a thunder shirt on them. You know what a thunder shirt is, right? I've heard about these. So I, I don't know exactly how it works though. A thunder shirt. It's just a tight-fitting shirt that's supposed to comfort the dog. Okay, so it doesn't like shock them or anything. No, no, dude. I didn't it know it was shock them. <laughs> I didn't know. Think of the think of the name of it. It's a thunder shirt. What right. is what? What else scares dogs? Loud noises. Thunder is a loud noise. Right. So, but it doesn't have. It's just not like a lightning aspect to it. A little thunder and lightning. No, no. It's there's none of that, Jared. <laughs>
<laughs> no, it shocks them into submission. <laughs> well, you know, remember there was that craze when, uh, I guess in the early 2000s where everyone was getting those electric fences. So I didn't know if, uh, you know, when you put a Thunder shirt on, if what it liked What are you to, talking about? Electric fences. The invisible it, fence. Invisible fence, excuse me. Which is it, a collar that you put on your dog and you wander them yeah, around the perimeter it, of your it, yard. It, and now, if they go across it, they get shocked. Now, nobody has those no, anymore. No, they're horrible. Yeah, they were, they were terrible. Nobody has them anymore. So I thought that maybe the Thunder jacket for a dog did something like sure. this. No. I, I, that no, and that is Mike Pence's, uh, you know, zap the gay away uh, laser gun. Or that doesn't work. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm glad that you confirmed that for me because, you know, I'm a cat guy. I, I've, I've mentioned this on the show. I don't know that they have thunder shirts for cats, and cats aren't bothered by fireworks. No, no, not at all. My cat could care less. My cat doesn't like – he gets skittish about weird things that he hears in the hallway of our of our condo, uh-huh. but that's about it. That's, that's And he all. probably hears critters in the walls and things like that because they hear better than we do. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we have a little cat now that's been wandering. and disappeared for two days this week, and now now she came back. And we have another cat in the neighborhood who I've been friends with for ever since we lived there. The cat. In fact, yeah, this giant cat, this great big huge cat, his name is Gypsy, and he lives a couple of houses down. I even bought treats to give this cat because it, these cats, they get rid of the critters. If you have cats in your neighborhood and they're outdoor cats, you're going to have a lower population of rodents because those Except cats Except for that big possum that's in your well, yard. Well, the possum is too big for a cat, I believe. This one specifically is bigger <laughs> than most of the cats. But this cat will come into the driveway and, and want to eat some of the food that we put out for little Cece, who's named that for Carport Cat. And uh, this little itty-bitty calico cat just beat the crap out of this cat. <laughs> <laughs> and there was fur all over the place. And it wasn't Cece's fur. So, you know, and you can hear her mewling and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, no, just uh, cats don't get bothered by that. Dogs do. And it's going to be a long night. So if you have a pet, I sympathize with you. I'll hear the, the outdoor dogs in the neighborhood howling all night. And, uh, and that's New Year's Eve. And yeah. that's become a tradition to hear the dogs howl, the fireworks go off, and to hopefully get to bed at a decent hour. You, you, are, uh, you are very much set in your way on what your plans are going to be and what you plan to do to keep all of your animals intact at your house here. And I, I applaud you, Tim. You know, oh, I thought by you, the, I thought by noon that I would change your mind, but apparently I have not done it. Dang it. I have not done it yet. Where am I going to go? Well, let's, get, let's, peach let's drop possum drop. Wait a minute. I would go to the possum drop. If I lived nearby there, I would totally go to that the, up in Tallapoosa to watch the, or dead, over in the dead stuffed possum get dropped from a flagpole <laughs> or wherever they put it. I think that would be kind of cool. It'd be more fun than, you know, going downtown, although it's not going to be cold. Uh, but let's just suppose that I were single at 52. Where am I going to go? Am I going to go to a club? Hey, what's going on? Hey, there's a ton of shows going on this weekend. Ton of good artists that are in town. And mm. I mean, you, you could definitely. Uh, I would still be at home. You could definitely hide yourself. Just put on a backwards baseball cap. That's, by the way, ladies, that's the guy's secret right there. If they want to look younger, they wear the b- baseball cap backwards. I wouldn't wear a ball cap at all. You wouldn't? Uh, no, if I was going out like that, no way. You if I was going to a concert, nice Georgia maybe. hat on right there. Why don't you just turn that thing around? Uh, turn no, that thing I around, shave so. up. A I don't even bit. like thinking about it. Even when I was younger, I hated going out, but I did it because that's what you had to do to achieve certain goals. I, I see. I see. Hey, uh, speaking of achieving certain goals here, one of the headlines that we have to cover here. This happened very quietly yesterday, and not a lot of people are talking about this. Uh, uh, President Biden signed the $1.7 trillion government funding package. Oh, thank heavens. So thank goodness. You know, the government's going to be funded, but hey, you know what? I guess the debt, I guess we just don't care about it anymore. $1.7 trillion, Tim Andrews. Oh, what does that mean? Ridiculous is what it means. That's insane how much money that is. We're going to pay for it later on, but hey. Won't be me. Happy New Year.
running out of options to treat. Well, Jared, we made it. One segment left, and here we are. Look at that. This has been fun. Uh, you know, I like doing these kind of fill-in shows. It has been fun. I've enjoyed uh, holding down the big chair for Eric, which, again, Eric returns next Tuesday in the new year, 2023. 2023, uh, baby. Autumn will be back. Autumn will be back. I mean, all the way to the end, and then I had to stutter right there. Autumn will be back. Greg will be back. The entire Von Hessler Doctrine comes back this Tuesday. You uh, and me, Tim, yeah. we're filling in for Mark Aram on Monday from 4 to 7. That's Atlanta's News and Talk Ooh. on your drive home. So that should be fun as that people get back fun. into their normal habits starting 2023. Maybe. It's a holiday, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll make it back on Tuesday. Thanks to our guest today, George Stein. Get your driver's rights card today, right now, at the DOILawyer.com. Uh, thank you to Phony Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, who we had on earlier. That was Mark Schrankel from TLC's I Am Shauna Ray. Uh, and to Honda Williamson uh, for the preview of the Peach Bowl that uh, we talked about a little while ago. Go yeah, dogs. it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun going on this weekend here in Atlanta. So if you're from out of town and you're just coming in, we welcome you to our great city. Go out, have fun, enjoy yourself, be safe on New Year's Eve. Take your radio with you to the Possum Drop so you can listen to the game. That's right. Hey, you know what? We come in loud and clear out there in Tallapoosa now. Okay, a lot of listeners out there in Tallapoosa. Yes. So we, uh, we love our West Georgia peeps. So we appreciate you guys for uh, taking your time to spin it with us. Look at that radio cliche uh, right there. I yeah. still got it there, Thank Timmy. Thank you, Jared. There are a couple of stories we didn't get a chance to get to, though, okay. that are big headlines that we definitely need to cover. Go ahead. Uh, first and foremost, uh, New York Post story here. I believe you sent this to me last night. Uh, Disney World has issued a behavior warning to park goers as they're seeing an increase in fighting in their yeah, parks. Yeah, lots of funny fights that you can see on social media. And follow on social media and, and get a good laugh as people stand around and watch other people beat. Oh, each they're around. hilarious! People are absolutely uh, they're animals out there. That's that's how that's how crazy these fights are getting into. I mean, they're, they're as bad as some of the Waffle House fights that we've seen this week. I mean, oh, that Waffle that, House fight this week where the lady blocked or grabbed the chair. That's that was on Christmas her. Day. That's pretty awesome though the way she did it. She just pulled it right out oh, of yeah, the air. She like wasn't that. having it. So uh, our friends uh, over at CBS uh, gave us this package talking about the Disney World fiasco. The happiest place on earth is reminding its visitors to keep it that way, please. Several violent fights between families have broken out at both Disney World and Disneyland in recent months. And that's led Disney officials to release a statement saying, quote, be the magic you want to see in the world. You must always remember to treat others with respect and kindness and compassion. Those who can't live up to this simple wish may be asked to leave Walt Disney World Resort. You mean don't beat the hell out of people. Don't start fights. <laughs> don't go nuts. I mean, listen, you're going to get your ice cream cone. You're going to get the ketchup for your fries. The person didn't look at you funny. Don't get in a fight. You're at Disney. You're with your kids. Or if you're not, you're, there are kids there. They don't need to see that behavior. Well, what are they going to do, though, Tim? Because the the really... They, you arrest people, but they don't arrest people. Right. I agree that in that circumstance, once the fight is started, you definitely have to get security or police involved to stop the Have you the seen fight. the security that they have there? Oh, it's super lax. I mean, they don't, well, they don't... Not, not only lax, but I'm talking about the people that work there as security guards. Yeah, they're not, they're no, not, they're, they're not going to stop anything. They're not intimidating at all. No, not at all. But what I think Disney and some of these amusement parks need to really think about, I think the bigger problem here is that these lines, especially since the end of the major part of the pandemic, we don't want to say the end of the pandemic. The end right? of the beginning of the pandemic. The end of the beginning of the pandemic. I think that the problem is, is that these lines are so long. I mean, people wait 
hours just to ride a, a 45 second ride not if you buy the vip pass which even that though i'm seeing people having to wait in lines for that that are you know 30 45 minutes at a time and i think that people's it's patience not worth it. really it's not, says, it's not worth it it's no, not it's, worth it to put yourself in that situation just pay that much money i mean it's expensive you take a couple of kids you and a husband and a wife whatever take the kids that in itself is expensive, plus yeah. the travel, plus the hotel. And then you're waiting in line to get food. You're waiting in line to get on a ride or see an attraction. I don't, for myself personally, I don't think that's worth it. No, it isn't worth it. I believe the last time I went to Disney World, which, again, pre-pandemic, it's been a while, I went with uh, my lovely wife, Tina, and we probably got a chance. We were there at the park from beginning till end, till it, from when it opened till when it till when it closed, and I think we only got to ride nine rides. Uh-huh. I swear. To, and that's nine 45-second rides for a whole day of being in that park. And people's patience, it's its off right now for people that were the the last people to come out of their pandemic hiding to, yeah. and are now coming out. I mean, they don't have the patience for this, Tim. I really wish that— Well, if you're talking about Orlando, then you also have Universal right there, and the same thing applies to that place. 100%. All amusement parks, not yeah. just Disney. And, uh, you know— better off going to like a local one or something that's around you that maybe you could find a day where it's not so crazy but even six flags you're waiting waiting yeah. waiting i mean waiting. Uh, and our, i don't think that the, the amount of fun you get out of going on a roller coaster isn't worth the wait no it's not worth it at all i think my hack with six flags over georgia is always to try to go during a weekday yeah but even but even then. even then the lines are crazy they have less staff on those days so i think that a 2023 resolution for the Six Flags is the Universals, the Disneys of the world, is make your lines go by faster so that way these families stop getting in these brawls, Tim Andrews. How about that? I throw them all in jail. All right. Happy New Year, everybody. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks to Eric for letting us fill in. Jared. Yes, much appreciated. Thank you guys so much. We will see you guys Monday filling in for Mark Aram, 4 to 7, Atlanta's News and Talk. But the conversation continues, Tim Andrews. You can follow Tim at Tim Andrews here on Twitter at or at Timstagram on Timstagram here at uh, on your uh, Instagram. And then I am at Jared Yamamoto on all social platforms. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Yes. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to the Von Hessler Doctrine podcast. Remember, you can hear the show every weekday from 9 to noon right here on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.